Hello. Welcome to the Fantastic Grotto. My name is Rudy. Joining me is my lovely co-host, Tasha. Welcome to our Cave of Wonders as we discuss movies, television, thingamabobs, and all things fantastic. Tasha, how are we today? I'm doing good. It's been a great week. I'll tell you about my week later. Um, (laughs) How are you today? Better now. I, I don't know what happened to me two days ago. I got sick somehow. Like... Like fever, chills, Ooh. body felt really tired, and I, I'm better now. I don't know what happened. It was literally at nighttime, just randomly, and I'm like, what is going on? But it's been a hectic week. <laughs> I'm just glad it's the weekend. You have no idea. So I'm good. I'm better now. I'm all better. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you feel better. I had the best week. Wednesday mm-hmm. night, I went to go see Kiki's Delivery Service. <laughs> oh, because of the, the the film festival with the yeah. Studio Ghibli films. That's right. Yeah. So my god sister, she's 18. She'll be turning 19. She loves anime. She reads manga. And so I mm-hmm. asked her, I was like, oh, so which Studio Ghibli film is the one that you like? And she said, I've never seen them. Oh, okay. Yeah. a big moment for her. So I said, oh, cool. We'll go see it in the theater. And she was like, okay, whatever. So we went to go see that, and that was great. She said, oh, my God, I love it. It's so pretty. It's so beautiful. I love this. And then she randomly asked me that same night, Wednesday night. She was like, oh, I really want to see um, Across the Spider-Verse in 4DX. Now, this week, (laughs) Flash and Elementals came out, so there weren't any more screens that had 4DX on there. I I found the last 4DX showing in the city. It was down Union Square the next day. So we're talking about this Wednesday night, Thursday at 11.50. They were like, that's the last showing. So we got up Thursday morning. We booked it to the city. (laughs) And we saw it in 40X. And the chairs weren't working. No. (laughs) Did you get like a refund? No, they came in um, right before... Mm, I guess we could. I guess I'm gonna say quick spoiler alert. Right after first, you know, first 15 minutes are Gwen just talking. So mm-hmm. right before it switches from Gwen going to Miles, somebody came in and they go, "Hey guys, sorry, your chairs aren't moving." And they said, "We're gonna get everything started. We're gonna start the movie from where we paused it." And the theater started chanting from the top, from the top. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy said, "Okay, fine, no problem. We'll start the movie from the top." And so then he reset it and started from Aww. the top. So I got to see the first 15 minutes of the movie again. And, oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, we went to eat at a random restaurant. And then after that, we went to the bookstore for like two, three hours. And then after that, we went. And we had to go out. Like it was just the best day. Oh, I love it. <laughs> you could just well, do stuff like that. Well, happy birthday to her. And it wasn't you know, her birthday. Well, you know, you said she was going to turn 19 soon, though, right? She turned 19 no, this year. I'm just, just so you guys know. Oh, how you, okay. Because you said she turned yeah, she 18 is. to 19. Oh, yeah. okay. My bad. To understand why she has no point of reference <laughs> mm-hmm. for any of the things. Um, another, I guess, spoiler alert if you guys want to care about the Transformers movies, I guess you could skip these next five seconds. We saw the Transformers movie t- together, and she looks at me at the end and says, What's a G.I. Joe? I just wanted to give you reference for how freaking young she is. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. exhausting. So yeah, that's all. That's all the reason why I said her age. <laughs> my jaw dropped when I saw that moment. I was like, Oh my god! Yeah, they're doing a crossover. Yeah, sorry. Right, we'll talk about this next. We'll talk about that. We'll do that in. We can actually talk movies during Fantastic News. So like now that mm-hmm. I've jaw dropped for such a long time about my great day. I guess we can move on to Fantastic News. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, cool. Today on Fantastic News, these are the stories that recently caught our attention. Chris Hemsworth recently spoke with GQ magazine and said his son and his friends all told him how they didn't like the recent Thor movie. And you know what? Chris agrees. Chris said, end quote, I think we just had too much fun. It just became too silly. And yeah. quote, yeah, Chris is set to appear in Mad Ma- and the Mad Max spinoff Fur- um, Fur- um, Furiosa set to be released 2024 of next year. So ooh, we'll see with the strike. I mean, unless it's all said and done, most likely, but we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that might move. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it was very it was a silly movie. It it felt like they had he's right a bit too much fun. It didn't didn't do anything for the franchise. Eh. I didn't hate it. It just wasn't good. 
for me uh, so i know people that do just love this movie me personally i do not i know there's other people that just didn't connect with it either there was way too much going on i felt bad for some of the actors involved because i thought of myself they either have nothing to do or they didn't get enough screen time i felt bad for christian bale i thought he was a great villain i wanted more of him uh love natalie portman sadly we just didn't get to see her shine as this big hero that they amped her up to be and she really for... hated natalie portman oh really <laughs> yeah I, I just don't ever i don't under and again maybe it's because i don't know the comic book lore but i didn't feel like she needed to become mm-hmm. a hero um well no i didn't have superpowers i liked her being a hero as a human mm-hmm. so like being a scientist and that being like her brain being her superpower i guess mm-hmm but I, I didn't I didn't need her to become an actual superhero. Again, I don't know if that's comic book law. So maybe that's canon to the comic books. I don't know. Mm-hmm. My main issue, um, and I say this from a personal standpoint, was the cancer storyline. I knew straight up from the gate once they, you know, brought her in into the movie. I knew. I was like, they're not going to treat this seriously. You can tell within the first couple of minutes that they were not going to treat this whole storyline seriously. Yeah, they did. And yeah, I say this because several family members of mine recently um, have passed away either recently or throughout the years. So that's why for me, I was like, oh no, not this storyline. I really don't want to. But I say till the end. Uh, Yeah, so I have a few reasons why not to watch this movie again. Uh, But yeah, so but let me ask you this. With the current state of Marvel, are you worried right now? No. For me, I think it's a little messy right now because the last couple... What was the last good film that came out, actually? Well, Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever, yeah. And before that, what was it? Because I'm like, ugh. Shang-Chi? That one was a solid one. I think that's it. There's been several, but I'm like, ugh. But which ones were actually good, though? So... I think that everyone, and I don't want us to, to always be talking about Marvel because I feel like we do talk about it a lot, but yeah. I think that part of everyone saying that this current part of Marvel is no good has to do with the fact that the first part that we saw, that was so good. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's kind of hard to stand up to that. I think eventually that they'll get there right now. This is growing pains, trying to change it from what it is to what it needs to be. Oh, everyone said that Guardians was good. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. There's been a lot that's been released within the last month. So much good stuff. But everyone said Guardians was good, so that also could probably count as like a good Marvel movie right now. I don't know. I think to Chris's point, Thor was not great. It probably had a great time on set. It looked like it was really fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't... Yeah, it was okay. I'm not over Marvel. I'm not as fatigued as everyone, but it's because I try very hard not to be super entrenched in it. I'm in it when I'm in it, and then I step out. I don't read the comics, so I, I'm never overwhelmed. For me, I I think I said this here on the show, too. I've been fatigued for some time. That's why I haven't seen some of the shows. I do plan on watching Miss Marvel soon. Eh, maybe in July. Yeah, next month in July. I'll, I'll watch it. Uh, Moon Knight, I heard, I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah, it was good. Okay, see, even you saw. There you go. <laughs> Wait, yeah, have you seen all the good. shows? Not all the shows, but Moon Knight was good, but that's because okay. I like Oscar Isaacs. Oh, yeah. My best friend, she loves him. Too. That's why she saw it. She <laughs> likes Marvel, but maybe not as much as me. But uh, she said, oh, yeah, I have a reason to watch. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. There you go. Uh, well, that's it for that story. I, I'll say this. I'm My biggest pet peeve of the Marvel films is that Sometimes they just interject too much humor. I get that they have their funny moments, but sometimes, and this is my biggest issue with that um, Thor movie, much jokes in. I don't understand how come there's a serious moment you're having and then all of a sudden you just have to crack this joke that's just completely unnecessary. But if they can cool it down on that, that would be great. Will it happen? I don't know. Marvel's been doing this for many years now, so we'll see what happens. But on to the next story. According to Variety, not only will Jenna Ortega be a producer for the second season of Wednesday, but she says that the show will take a darker turn. Jenna says, and quote, we've decided we want to lean into the horror aspect of the show a little bit more because it is so lighthearted and a show like this with vampires and werewolves and superpowers. You don't want to take yourself too seriously. We're ditching any romantic love interest for Wednesday as well. End quote. I love this. What do you think about this? Um, I do hate that she doesn't have a love interest. 
Really? Mm-hmm, yeah, I actually, because my beef with season one was that we didn't lean more into the love interest part because I really liked the idea of people really loving Wednesday and her not really caring about them. You know what I mean? Mm, like, yeah. I think that that sets it up in a way where it we can have comedic moments without feeling like what you were just saying about Marble, where, oh my God, it's a stupid joke. No, it's just Wednesday's being her deadpan self and this person is completely obsessed and in love with her and seeing those next to each other gives us, to me, comedic moments in the show without feeling like, like you said, like two slaps, slapsticky and like chuck, 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 chucky. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yeah. that's why I want it. I'm like, because it gives her, like, like, like I was telling you before when we, we and Craig, you and I and Craig were talking, like there's the Dean Martin and the Jerry Lewis of it all. So the Dean Martin is the person who's always has a straight face and Jerry Lewis is always one kind of cracking the joke and having the two opposites or the odd couple, which is another old TV show where it's like that, where you see two opposites on the screen and without them having to go overboard, it still gives us comedic moments. For me, That's why I want the romance. For, okay. So funny how we're talking about this. Okay. I actually did not like the love triangle at all during season one. I was like, oh, no, we're doing this? No. So I... I, I liked that... it. Do you think they could have done it differently? Maybe. It's just because I understand. I feel like they really focus on, like, the teen audience in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it worked, too. The show is a huge smash hit. Yeah, no doubt about that. It's just that for me, I remember Tyler in one scene was like, I forget what he said, but it was he was said something on the lines of, I, I just don't understand you. Like, I feel like you're always like leaning me on. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if I did have to choose, I would go with Tyler. Uh, what was the other one's name? Xavier? I think so. Xavier makes me want to cut my hair for real, though. Every time I saw him with the I bun, loved I was like, his hair. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> no, it's because I remember thinking to myself watching him with the man, but I thought, oh, is that what I look like? like <laughs> <laughs> but I think he looks good. I think your hair looks good. Oh, well, thank you. I do for Halloween plan on ordering uh, like a jacket similar to that from Etsy. It's expensive. I already checked prices, but that's what I want for Halloween. I want to be a Nevermore student. Uh, That's a good idea. That's a nice Halloween costume. I I do want to go ahead. No, I was just saying I like the love triangle. I just didn't like how they did it. But I I enjoy a love triangle for a character like Wednesday. Do you think if maybe it were more intense and less like teeny bopper you would have liked it more or no no, i wanted it to be teeny boppery because like it can't be real at 16 it can't be so intense i I needed that to stay in there because it's it's basically like a cw show but better and you know the cw shows you're like "Mm, this makes no sense but i'm gonna go with it because it's teenagers Mm -hmm. i i enjoyed that element of wednesday i do like that they're leaning darker toward more horror um, but they can't go too dark because Wednesday, re- the initial season reached such a broad audience, they want to keep that audience. So it's, I don't think it's going to go as dark as worth you and I are thinking. You and I mm-hmm. are like, blood, <laughs> gore. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not going to go there. We want it. We're not getting that. Wait, whose team were you on? Team Tyler or Team Xavier? I think I liked Xavier. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I believe I liked Xavier. I, I enjoy a little brooding. i feel like you always got to have like the everyday guy like tyler and then you got to have the brooding guy like xavier whenever Mm -hmm. there's like a love triangle i don't know why that's just like the weird unwritten rule that they have going on it's a trope and i like it it's a trope and i'm like i like i liked it for wednesday and for our final story according to collider producer sean bailey recently sat down with the new york times to discuss the lion king and mentioned they wanted to be a big and epic saga like Star Wars. Sean says, end quote, there's a lot of room to run if we can find the stories, end quote. Now, <laughs> did the Lion King look great? Yeah, but... <laughs> Wait, he wants the... <laughs> the live action Lion the King, The live yes. action, like, boy, bye. Mm-hmm. Does anybody want that? Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> nope, 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 mm-mm. <laughs> Oh, man. Did it look great? Yeah. But there was just something flat about it once you just see the movie. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm never going to knock all the hardworking people that worked on it. It's just there was something soulless about it. So, I don't know. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's because that that Lion King prequel, that one I'm interested in. 
simply because the director is Barry Jenkins, and that's who directed Moonlight. Wait, the Mufasa prequel? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot about yeah. that. Okay. So I think that they, the the prequel is probably a solid movie so far, and so they may be seeing potential that none of us have seen yet. Mm. Also, The Lion King 2, the animated feature. That one was good. Was amazing. Yes, the soundtrack, <laughs> all of it. That was so Deception. <laughs> Disgrace. I love that. So, so maybe because they are seeing that and they have ideas for that, mm-hmm. that's why they're thinking it could maybe be pulled and fleshed out into a saga. But just based off of that first one, no. But when you start to add those other things, like the Lion King prequel with Mufasa, you're like, do I really care about Mufasa? A bit. But what I really care about is Barry Jenkins. So they give us that. Then we know that, that the second animated one was amazing. So you never know. You never know. I, I don't. The other question I like to ask you is do hmm. we need it? No, but okay. knowing Hollywood, it's, it's gonna, probably going to happen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I did really like that um, second one for The Lion King. It was really, really good. I would be open to watching it. I just hope that they learn from their mistakes from the first one and just don't make them seem so lifeless and yeah i mean if they could find a way to just work with their faces more i think that would be great and not like an exact copy and paste film you know because that's mm-hmm. why we have the original and yeah. i remember um, being in the theaters and oh i actually saw with my parents we never do that so i remember being in the theater with my parents and watching the scene where scar tells simba like oh i was the one that killed your your dad or i killed you Mufasa, or whatever and remember how it did that flashback mm-hmm in the live action it just does not work and i remember a few of us were laughing in the theater like you're supposed to take this moment yes you know we're supposed to take this dark moment seriously and yet you had people and including me in the the theater laughing that's not supposed to happen so i'm sticking to the original it still holds up till this day it's still breaking people's hearts (laughs) it's so so strange to me that it did not do well when the jungle book which essentially it's kind of the same is one of the best live action adaptations mm-hmm. john favreau directed both of them actually yeah that's, that's why i'm right. like it's so strange that this one did not this one fell so flat and that one to me is a is almost a masterpiece yeah. in live actions so jungle book to me felt like a retelling versus like a straight-up remake or like a live straight-up live action again lion king felt like a copy and paste almost but also like you were saying like it just didn't they didn't look right. They didn't feel mm-hmm. right. They didn't sound right. So we have issues with the story, but then we have also have issues with, in general, what it looked like. But mm-hmm. I like the way Lion, the Jungle Book looked. I thought that looked, at the time, you know, technology has changed. At the time, I thought it looked amazing. I saw that in the movie theater. Yeah, it still holds up, in my opinion. It's really good. I feel, Again, we said this during our um, episode with craig that movie does not get the love or credit that it deserves it deserves mm. a lot more love it does it really does yeah. but i i am i am not as excited to see where this goes based off of like initially what you what he said but then as i started to dig a little deeper and like we said know that barry jenkins is involved and then knowing that the second animated feature is good maybe i'll give them a pass on such a huge statement Comparing Lion King to, of all things, Star Wars. So it was a big leap. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how this plays out. We'll see. We'll see. And that's all we have for today on Fantastic News. If you have anything fantastic that you would like for us to discuss, please send us a message on Instagram at the Fantastic Grotto. And now we're going to take a quick break. Welcome back. We're going to get into the main topic for today's episode, which was actually sent in by one of you. I believe it was last week's episode. We were talking based off of questions that we got on our social media, and someone asked us. I don't remember their name. Rudy, do you remember the name? Yes, the Texas. Ah, the Texas Potterhead. Perfect. They sent us a question asking what summer movies we were excited about, and I started to talk too much. And Rudy started to talk too much. <laughs> so we decided to just make it a full episode. <laughs> why not? Let's talk about all the summer movies that are coming out. Maybe some of the things that have already come out. So now I can actually talk a little about, about Transformers because I know he and I have both seen that, but we don't feel like it needs a full review. Mm-hmm. 
So that's our episode yeah. today. The movies for summer 2023. Well, I guess we can start with first the one that we've seen that we haven't actually gotten to talk about real quick, which is probably Transformers. Mm-hmm. What did you think? I know that you did a review on our socials. You guys should check that out. What? And these are going to be, this is full of spoilers. So just so y'all know, talk freely, Rudy. Say how you felt. All <laughs> Tell right. me how you felt. I went. I went in with low expectations and I was surprised. Um, Do I think it's like the best movie ever? No, but it's a fun movie, you know, and I do feel like it fits that summer blockbuster vibe. I had so much fun and Anthony Ramos, who's the lead here and who was the lead in, I believe, in the play version of Hamilton. Correct me if I'm wrong. Not the lead. (laughs) Not the lead, but he was in it. He is in the original Broadway cast of Hamilton. Uh, Okay. Oh, you know what I'm thinking? He was the lead in. um, in the Heights. That's what I'm thinking of. I'm sorry. Yes, he was the lead in the um, film version of In the Heights. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, loved him as the lead. I think he's star quality. I can see him doing so much more. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I kind of wish at this point with all the Transformers movies we have, I wish we just had a full-on robots only Transformers movie because I'm like, you know, I had enough of the people in these films. I just... Because all they do is run. All they, exactly all they do is run. <laughs> That's how I felt like, about it. I mean, how you, many I, leads have we had at this point? Four, four different leads. Uh, there was Shia LaBeouf, Mark Wahlberg, Haley two, Steinfeld. Three, she was a one four. And done. Yeah, yeah, and then Anthony. Yeah. yeah. So it's just I, a bunch of people running. Just. Exactly. They're just <laughs> there. <laughs> it's like uh, the actors are great, you know, no doubt about that. But it's like, you know what? At this point, and I feel like um, maybe if we as fans are ready for like a full on Transformers only, like robots only film, that'd be cool. But that's, space, not what the, that's, that's not what the show was or is. Or... Mm, oh, man, I would love to see it. Will it happen? Probably not. They're, they oh, have to have a human in there because it gives it stakes. Without a human in there, where are the states? Mm, well, I mean, you know, evil robot comes in. They want to destroy the world. They got to protect the world or whatever it is. Yeah, mm, there's but a what, are, right there. what are they protecting? If there's not a human mm. there looking like they might get crushed, it's just two big robots fighting mm-hmm. with each other. Yeah. It's why Power Rangers always start little and then end up big. Because technically, if you think about it, in the Power Rangers movies, they could just transform and then stomp on the... <laughs> just stomp on the the bad guy but then they have to wait till rita makes the bad guy big and then they get big so yeah and then in this one in this one they had like a sick family member storyline just like really pull out your heartstrings and they didn't lean into that enough for me i agree thank you for that because i'm like "Mm, i feel like you could have done just a little bit more Mm mm-hmm I did enjoy the nostalgia of it i love that it was set when it was said that we got like the old school hip-hop which makes sense for the Transformers because that's, you know, when they came out. It's set I, in the 90s, that's right. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed Toby. That's the the black guy. He's actually an artist. Um, he's a rapper. He did pretty good. I enjoyed Anthony Ramos. The plot was meh. The action was amazing. It's just a silly summer movie, to be honest with you. If I was to give it a number, it'd probably be somewhere down like a five. Like... <laughs> Out of ten, <laughs> yeah, it's not. Oh, it's not a good movie, okay. but because of the action being pretty good, then I can maybe push it to a six. But it's not. Mm-mm, it wasn't good. Mm-mm. I feel like. Do you think they water it down? Maybe just because it's they want to keep it kid friendly. Do no. you think that's why? No. Huh. No. I think that they want to lean so heavy on showing you these cool action scenes that they just say we don't have to worry about plot. Mm, okay but you wanted to talk about that last scene when they yeah yeah gi joe i remember when the uh, when we see the name i was like oh my gosh what What?" but did you think that that's where they were gonna go when he put on the suit maybe yeah as soon as he put on the suit i said what is he a power ranger and then when it kept going (laughs) i said oh no he's a gi joe and my guy said she didn't say anything then. She heard me, but she didn't say anything then. And then at the after post credit scene, when they well mid credit scene technically, um, it when they were like inviting him to become a GI Joe, she said, "What's GI Joe?" And then I just couldn't talk to her for like 
15, 20 minutes because I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> physically cannot. No. You know what? It's sad when like this generation doesn't know when like who a certain like actor is or haven't seen like a certain big movie. And you're like, how have you not seen this? How do you not know who yeah, this is? You also don't know half the things I'm talking about sometimes. And I'm like, what? oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> not, oh, oh, fine. You know what? I take back what I said. Fine. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> you got me there. I'm like, how do you not know this? And you're like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank but, you for yeah. being so patient with me, by the way. <laughs> You're like, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, God, I'm so. That's I'm like, mm, maybe I'm old, but I do watch a lot of old TV. So you that. are not old. We talked about this. You yeah. are not old. I do watch a lot of old TV, so maybe that's what it is. But yes, as far as <laughs> summer movies go, uh, what was your number? Because I give it like a five. Um, ooh, I'll Think give it about a solid what you seven. gave Little Mermaid, though. Oh, okay, fine. Ooh. I'll give it a six. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Next summer movie. As I have a list of the like 30 movies for us to watch for the summer. That's Ooh, one that too. we've seen. Mm-hmm. Now, there are two that came out that, well, there's another one that we came out that we've seen, which was Across the Spider-Verse, which we really don't have to gush about anymore. It's 9.5 tens across the board. We don't have to talk about that one anymore. Go back, listen to our non-spoiler review. I've seen it three times. How many oh. times have you seen it? Twice so far, but Little Mermaid I've seen three times. <laughs> but, I've yeah. seen that one twice. twice. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> so we don't have to talk about that one. Just know it's yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so two things that came out this week that I have not seen yet. One, I plan on seeing the other one. I, I don't know. Uh, the first one that I plan on seeing is Elemental. You have a, a review on that one on the channel. Pretty much everything, Rudy will make sure that he does a post um, a right out of the theater review for you guys. So please That's right. check out the Instagram. It's on there. He's doing the Lord's work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what you thought about Elemental, but this one non-spoilers since I haven't seen it yet. Oh, man. Where do I begin? Tasha, I fell in love with this movie. I oh. Yes, I want to see it at least two more times. Uh, this you have to see on the big screen. That's how mm-hmm. beautifully done the animation is. The animators, oh my gosh, flowers, give them all the awards. It's so beautifully done. I um, the the story and the characters. I was shipping the main characters throughout the whole movie. You're gonna fall in love with them. And I said this before, and I'll say it again. Just give me a good story with good characters, and I'm set. I don't care about the effects. If there's like a steamy kiss or anything like that, no, 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 no. I'm good. This movie gave me that. I got my mm. my good story with my good characters. And there were a lot of storylines in this movie, but they pulled it off because it was all tied in together. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And I feel like had the script not been as good as it is, I think it could have been a big mess story-wise. But honestly, I feel they pulled it together. And one thing I was saying during my out-of-theater reaction, um. I was saying, because this is a story of an immigrant family, I was saying in my out-of-theater reaction, if you are, you know, if your parents came from a different country with a dream, this movie is going to hit home. Mm. Tasha, this movie made me cry. Oh, I'm so, is Pixar back? Is that what we're uh, saying? Yeah, it's, yeah, yes, I, I'd say so. Okay. I'd say so, yes. if Pixar is back, that's when you get the tears, because every Pixar movie is a good cry fest. Pretty mm-hmm. much all of them. Yeah. All right. And... Well, I'm excited. Without, like I said, without context, because we're trying to, these are things we're excited for or excited that we've seen in this summertime. What would be your number? What would you rate this one? Ooh. But again, remembering what you gave something similar, because I'm trying to give you a similar, like remembering how you felt about Spider Man and that you gave that a 10, <laughs> what would you give this? I'm torn between an eight and a nine just because oh. I, yeah, it's because uh, certain jokes, I felt very few jokes, really very few jokes didn't land. Most of them did so just some jokes. I was like, uh, okay. So, but honestly what they accomplished with the characters and just the animation, just the, the world building, the story, I loved it. Did I think of Zootopia throughout the movie? Yes, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just being completely honest. You'll always get an, an honest answer from me. So I kept thinking of Zootopia throughout the whole movie. But I do think that this film does have its own identity. So okay. that's why I believe it's worth checking out. And that's why I think people are going to enjoy it too. 
You gotta so, wonder if you think about Zootopia just simply because Zootopia was so well done. Right? It had full, like, all these worlds, all these different neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. They were completely realized to the point where we want them in our parks. That's how good they are. So when I, when I hear you say that, what I'm hearing is that the same thing in Elementals where the worlds are so well done and complete that when I go see this, I'm going to be like, oh, I can understand this world even though I've only been in it for three minutes. I'd say so. And again, it's, I, one something I said during my out-of-theater reaction was I loved how creative and clever this movie is. This movie is really clever. You'll see what I mean when you see it. Mm-hmm. Just because, again, you're working with all four elements. So, oh, man, I can't spoil anything. But you, you'll see what I mean with how creative and clever they were bringing the elements to life and incorporating them into their worlds and sections of the city. You'll see what I mean. You'll see okay. what I mean. Alrighty, so that one is between an eight and a nine. Okay, another one that you saw this week, the one that I'm morally not sure if I'm going to spend any money on, is The Flash. Okay, <laughs> right. No, no spoilers though, right? Girl, no spoilers. Okay. Tell, All right, then. tell us just real quick how you thought about it and then give us your rating. All right, then. So, oof. I really enjoyed this movie. I am not going to lie. Mm, everyone it's... said it was good. Mm-hmm. And Michael Keaton, we both talked about this. We love him as Batman. Love him. He is not here for like a cameo, a small handful of scenes. No, he's here for a good portion of the movie. Okay. So my question has- to you about him, he's a very specific Batman. It's a very specific world that they created. Does it feel like we still get his world or is he dropped into this new version of DC? I feel like that would kind of step into spoilers. Mm, no, no, like the mm-hmm. and that like how it feels. Not how it feels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does it feel like? Do we feel like it's the old Batman and he's here and it's still that same specific Batman? Or because one of the things that I've been seeing is people are saying like, yeah, he's there, but you don't get that energy of that original Batman. I'd argue that actually, I would say okay. it's still that Batman we love and grew up with. I'd argue okay. that, yeah. That's okay. who I saw. And he was great. He still got it. Mm-hmm. I know I that you seeing... also said the um, that the visuals looked weird. The CGI. Ugh. There were several times throughout the whole movie where I was like, they could have worked on this. Like, you guys have the money for it. What happened? And then, of course, there were plenty of times where it looked really good. And I was like, ooh, this looks amazing. But again, when it looks off, it definitely looks off. I'm talking like early mid 2000s Ooh. yes yeah yeah and i'm gonna stand on that hill i really am <laughs> so and yeah. i know that you posted something about the director saying it's supposed to look off on purpose because you're in the flash you're, you're in there with the flash yeah so i kind of i i i, I wonder if this is him just being like super fast but i'm like this doesn't really make sense though but Hmm. I don't know. I think they could have perfected it. I don't know how. I'm not the expert here. What, what, what do I know? But I honestly think they could have worked on that, okay. uh, to be honest. We heard the hype before this movie came out because it was released at, what was it, CinemaCon a few months ago? Yeah, yeah. And they, But they didn't play about 30 minutes of it. They did the, the full thing. That's right. They played the actual movie. Yeah, so they played the movie, but they left out like 30, 20, 30 minutes that they, had, oh. that they didn't show at CinemaCon or that they didn't show for most of the people who did the preliminary reviews. And I do feel like part of why it was released at CinemaCon is because of all of the issues with Ezra. I don't like that they have felt no repercussions for their actions. And then there are so many other actors who will do something and they are feeling repercussions. I also don't like the idea when people like separate the art from the artist. It's a little bit hard for me because that, person's not going to separate my money from the money that they use to be a predator so i don't know how people there you go say that i'm like i don't know how you do that but that's why i haven't seen it yet but back to the movie itself the plot was solid you liked the plot absolutely i did i felt it was really good i love yeah love the cast uh it was great seeing a latina superhero supergirl mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. love that i felt she looked like selena gomez at one point a me. little bit yeah yeah yes, i could I see, could see it. that she had the john connor haircut <laughs> that's what i thought i was like oh my gosh terminator too yeah anyways <laughs> she was badass though like she was like kicking ass i was like all right cool 
but yeah, the story was solid. And you know what, Tasha, watching this, I felt what I like, what I felt when watching Infinity War. I thought of myself, this is a really good comic book movie. Mm-hmm. And I thought of myself, why didn't we get more of this during the last couple of years from DC? Like, this is what we wanted. Obviously, you and I love Wonder Woman. That first one was good and solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that liked Aquaman. I like it. I just hated how every couple of minutes you would interrupt a, a really good scene or a serious moment with a joke an unnecessary joke so that's why for me i'm like oh come on but anyways i didn't even find that one that funny i just found it to be very cheesy but i didn't hate it Mm, also yeah yeah it and you know i adore him Mm. so okay so that one what would you rate that one that one a solid eight okay that's really high solid eight yeah um all the performances were really good and I never really cared for the Flash character, but watching this, I was like, wow, the Flash is really cool. Like, what, DC, why didn't we get more movies like this these last couple of years? So hopefully with this new reboot, they're going to learn from their mistakes and just get back to the drawing boards and we'll see what they come up with. So I'm just hoping it's good because I think the next DC film is Blue Beetle and then we're getting Aquaman 2. Is it later this year? It's not this summer. I don't know when um, Aquaman 2 is coming out, but it is coming out. Yeah, I'm surprised it's um, Aquaman last, unless there's something specific with Blue Beetle that we're supposed to watch first. Mm-hmm. There's Maybe. confusion going on because I heard that Blue Beetle's the first superhero from this new reboot, but not the film. And I'm like, that makes no sense. But okay, so maybe that's why they lined them up this way. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. All right, so now that we started speaking about Blue Beetle, let's talk about the new ones that are coming up that you're excited about. I know one Mm -hmm. of them is Blue Beetle. (laughs) (laughs) You've been saying that, and I'm excited about that one too. Mm -hmm. So that's exciting. Blue Beetle will be out in August. Let me get the exact date for you guys. My birthday month, and that's going to be August 18th? Yep, August 18th, Blue Beetle comes out. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that one, you're excited about that one? I'm excited about that one. But I don't really know much about it. Do you know a lot about it? I actually didn't know about this character until I think maybe during the pandemic. Just because I think I found this random article one day like, oh, uh, superheroes, you didn't know we're Latino. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I clicked on it. And that's how I discovered that character. So I don't know anything besides a brief little <laughs> description from that article. Uh, but I'm excited. He looks like me in every way, including the long hair. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah, and he does look like lead. you. Yeah. <laughs> and he's the lead. And I'm like, yeah, he's not like a side character. He's yeah. not like a small role. He's like right there in the driver's seat. Let's go. I'm ready. So I'm super excited for this one. I'm excited to see him for the, the same reason you said. I was like, oh, my God, he's the lead. And he's, he's a person of color. Yes. Mm-hmm. More of this. More of this. Mm-hmm. I love this. Mm-hmm. So without knowing much about Blue Beetle, we're excited about it. I have very little apprehensions. I should have more because it's DC, but I'm giving them a break. (laughs) I'm going (laughs) to give them a break. But another movie that's coming out that I know both of us are excited for, Mm -hmm. Indiana Jones. (gasps) Yes. (sighs) It's almost, they had their premiere. Yes. 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 You know who went? That surprised me. George Lucas went to the premiere. Well, isn't he... um... DEP the first one or he wrote the first one yeah it's just because uh, well uh, we're not a celebrity gossip <laughs> type of show but it's because he never really spoke or attended the premieres for the the latest Star Wars movies so that's why I was like oh he showed up but so did Steven Spielberg so I wonder if it was just like a well then again it is the last one with Harrison Ford so I guess he just wanted there to support yeah yeah most likely so it was nice to see him there. I was like, oh, George, you made it. You're here with Harrison and Steven Spielberg. The whole cast is here. So, yeah, it's going to be big. It's going to be big. So part of so the, the fourth one was not good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you guys that. The fourth one was not good. But one of the criticisms people were saying about it was that it looked the action looked slow. And I just don't want to hear that criticism this time because he's old. So it should be slow. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's also not a born identity film where everyone's punching and kicking so fast you can't even really see it. It's an Indiana Jones film. You're not going to see those crazy flips and punches. It's completely different. Please don't ask for that. <laughs> so just so you guys know, I'm excited about it, but don't give me nothing like that. 
And this one has his goddaughter, who's being played by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, whom I love. Love her. She did Fleabag, which is, I think Fleabag was originally a stage play. Then they turned it into a TV show. It got about two seasons. I think it was either, I think it was on Prime. And she won a ton of Emmys for that. Oh, good for her. And now she's doing this. So if you've never seen Fleabag, you should watch it. It's really I've short. Clips, and I really do want to watch it. I hate that it's only two seasons based on the clips that I did see. Because I'm like, how is this only two um, scenes? I mean, seasons. And yeah. Olivia, what's her name? Coleman? She plays her mom, right? Yes. Yeah, she's great in it too. But with the very few clips that I've seen of her in. Oh my God. She's yeah. the absolutely worst person in the world in that movie. I mean, in that show. Oh, it's is she? So good. Like, she's terrible. Like, her character is terrible, but she's so good at being terrible. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's really, it's solid. Mm-hmm. So, we're excited about Indiana Jones. Innovation is the story. I'm concerned that the plot's not going to be great. I think the action's going to look good. I think any effects that they use are going to look good. I even think it's going to sound great. Mm-hmm. Do you have any apprehensions? I. I'm a little worried that the story won't land. That's my main concern. Yeah, Acting same. wise, I think we have a good cast. The cast yeah. is solid based on what I've seen. So I trust the cast. Oh, and you get Mads. Aren't you the one who loved Mads? Uh, love, no, but I like him. I really like him. Mm, somebody in our book club loves Mads. And I'm like, he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I but really I like him. I think he's a good actor. I haven't really seen much of his work, to be honest, because I've seen him in The the Secrets of, Grin- of uh, Dumbledore. Yeah, Secrets of Dumbledore. Yeah. And I'm like, I know I've seen you in something else. What else have I seen you in? Uh, he did Hannibal, that show Hannibal. Uh, I heard that one. That show was good. I haven't seen it. He did. Oh, Casino Royale. I think he was the bad guy in that, too. He's a really good villain. A really, mm-hmm. really good villain, which is yeah, why. He's, he's playing a Nazi here, and they're all in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so excited little... to see them do that specific time, period of time, mm-hmm. and how they, how they show it to us. So, yeah. So Indiana Jones is another one that we are excited about. What's a, So you, I've told you one that I'm excited about that I know you're excited about. So tell me another one from your end that you're excited about. Oh, all right. So, okay. <laughs> uh, you and I actually are both excited for this next one. Barbie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> July 1st. Mark your calendars. July 1st, people. Margot Robbie. Yes. And Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Yep. Yes. Issa Rae, yes. <laughs> the entire <laughs> cast. Uh, the, the the director, Greta Gerwig, yes. My favorite thing about the film is the tagline that they're saying, if you absolutely love Barbie, you're going to love this film. If you hate Barbie, you're going to love this love film. This film. <laughs> <laughs> what else can we say? It just sounds mm-hmm. perfect for me. I actually have no apprehensions about this one. Did you hear what's going on with Ryan Gosling and the Ken character? No. So apparently there's like a fan backlash going on. I guess there's some fans upset that he got cast. And I'm like, wait, what? When did this happen? So I was reading an article about it recently. I think this was um, a few days ago. And I'm like, there's backlash? Oh, okay. Must be like a small handful of people because it's not really that big, I think. Mm -mm. No, yeah. I mean, compared to poor Halle Bailey. Oh, don't get me started. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah. But honestly, when Ryan Gosling was announced as Ken, I thought, yeah, I could see him. He is a good actor. Like, there's no doubt about that. So that's why I'm like, why are people upset? I wonder if they wanted like a Crims, like a Chris Hemsworth type of actor, maybe more like muscular to play Ken. I wonder if that's what's going on. But I think he's got it. He he already looks like Ken. He's a great actor. Without reading the article, I don't really know what the beef is. I just Mm -hmm. know that. This seems like it's a satirical look at Barbie. Barbie's basically having an existential crisis. And so Ken is going to be there with her as the person who's okay with life. And Barbie's going to be the one questioning life. And I think that Ryan being able to play that is a perfect actor to me. I love how in the trailer she's like, do you guys ever think about death? (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, record stop. And they're like, what? Thing. and then when she says her feet are flat and everyone screams flat feet it's, just, <laughs> it's gonna be great i'm excited about that one mm-hmm. mm, what's another one mission impossible 
Mission Impossible. I have the full name written down here. It's a long name. It's right? Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Part One. Yep. <laughs> July twelfth. So I have a brief synopsis on that one because I was like, "Wait, what is this movie about?" So Does apparently, it doesn't really even matter. But go ahead. <laughs> all I know is this: enemies from the past come back to haunt Ethan. Listen, but I don't I care. That. I don't care. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I'm like, so these movies excited. Are fun. I hate that Tom Cruise is such a um, still such a movie star. Like I want to hate him. I want to watch a movie and be like, <laughs> oh my god, he sucks. But nope, he just gets on the screen and it's like, yeah, that's a star mm-hmm. right there. He's got it. He just does. Um, I liked him. What was the other one that he did that he recently came out with? That um, movie that he won so many awards for just recently. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. Oh, okay. I thought it was a different film because I was like, wait, what? So, yeah, yeah, Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. I thought it was going to be terrible. I went into that thinking it was going to be absolute trash. I remember, I believe it was on Top Gun Maverick where he was mad because people weren't following COVID precautions. And oh, he that's cursed right. somebody out. And I, and I was like, you, go, you better go, Tom. Tell people because those precautions are necessary on that type of a, in that type mm-hmm. of a workplace. And but I thought the movie was gonna be. I'm like, it's not gonna be good. Who cares? And then yeah. I watched it, and it was amazing. And I'm like, well, the man still got it, which is why I'm excited for these Mission Impossible's because the man still got it. I wonder if the studio is still dealing with that lawsuit on their hands. I'm gonna look into that. Mm. Who we'll knows? See. <laughs> and another one that actually comes out this weekend is the Blackening. Oh, the new comedy. That's right. Uh huh. That one I'm trying to go see this weekend. I don't know if I'm going to get to it. I would like to watch it on Juneteenth, but who knows? It's basically a black horror film. The tagline, we all can't die first. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just kind of uh, when the Waynes brothers were doing the scary movies. Oh, the first two. That's right. So it's that, but for this generation. And the fact that it's an all-black cast, so they're going to lean in on those really f- funny things that we all notice as black people in horror movies. So I'm actually going to go see that, even though you guys know I am not a horror fan. Not my jam, but this, it's going to get my money. <laughs> Wait, do you think it's a horror comedy or just because, or is, do you think it's a, like a straight-up horror with just a few funny bits? No, it's a horror comedy. It's 100%. Because it's written by the same people who wrote Girls Trip. Oh, okay. All right. I like Girl Show. Girl Show was super funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know Jay Farrow is in this one. I'm not familiar with the rest of the cast, but I do have written here Antoinette Robertson. Are you a fan yep. of hers? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. All right, then. So I'm going to meet a whole new cast here because I only know Jay Farrow so far. I want to watch that maybe tonight or possibly tomorrow. We'll see. But it looks mm-hmm. really funny. It's, it's, I think it's going to be really good. I really am. All right, your turn. What's another one that you're excited about? All right, so this next one is called Joyride. It's a comedy, yes, comes out July 7th. It's with Stephanie Hsu, who was recently in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. That's a long title. Mm -hmm. That's the one that we said, well, I said should have won over, you know. But we're not going to keep harping on that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But basically, Stephanie Hsu from that film, uh, she is here in this new, apparently it's like a raunchy comedy. That's what it's being Mm -hmm. described. And early reviews have come out already and people are loving it, saying it's hilarious and it's a really good like story about friendship. And basically, it's this group of girls that go to Asia just to, you know, have fun. And one of them in particular is looking for their birth mother. So I'm like, OK, cool. The trailer looks cool. It looks like fun. So I'm excited for this one. Stephanie Chu or Sue. I don't know. Um, forgive me for butchering her last name, but she's I like her based on what I've seen from her. So I mean, and Sabrina Wu, um, Ashley Park is in it. Sherry Cola, I'm I, you know, I enjoy a movie that is not just a bunch of white people. It's so <laughs> nice to see. It is. It's nice to see. Okay, this is a completely full Asian cast telling uh-huh. an Asian comedy. So they're doing something that they don't always get to do. I want to see it. Uh-huh. Uh, I I need to look up who the director is. Um, but I'm excited for. People that are mad about diversity, not I. Give me Mm-mm. more. Exactly. Me we don't really get that many more. Asian films that are, because this is made here in Hollywood, right? So, mm-hmm. no, we don't really get this, these many stories. So, 
We'll see. We're getting more and more, even mm-hmm. if it's like I'm en- I enjoyed American Born Chinese on Disney Plus. So, you know, I'm here for it with that new Kitty show on Netflix. Kitty from um Oh XO Kitty, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Oh, okay. It so got renewed for a second one. season. Yep. And it's not even based off of that. The show comes from a different show, and that show itself was based off of a book. But Kitty's whole storyline is not a book. It's just because we loved her in the show, and they're like, give us more Kitty. Aww. So that's exciting. Good All right, so let's that. do let's do two more. You do one more, and then I do one more. Oh, wait, it's my go. I'm going to cheat, and I'm going to do one that's not really going to be in theaters that much. Oh, okay. I'm going to do They Clone Tyrone. Oh, okay. This is a Netflix one, isn't it? Yep. It'll probably be in the theater for maybe like a week or two weeks. I think they, you know, they like to release things for like two days and then pull it back. But when they finished, when they were filming this movie, I knew they were filming it because I basically follow all of the actors. I'm obsessed with Tiana Paris. I just think she's gorgeous. I love her in the Marvel films. I love her hair. I love everything about her. I just think she's gorgeous. I remember when she lived in New York, it would always feel like I would arrive somewhere right after she left and I could never meet her in person. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, wow, I can't believe I would go to an event and she would have just left the event or I'd go literally to like a store in Union Square and I check her story and she just left the store. And I'm like, what is going on? How have I not met this woman yet? And Jamie Foxx is in it. John Boyega is in it. I remember when they finished it, they all announced it and they were like, it's coming soon. And that was like summer 2021. Ooh, okay. And it just sat there and everyone was saying, well, where did this film go? Where did this film go? Now they finally announced it. This week is actually the the American Black Film Festival is going on in Miami. I just want to give a quick shout out. Ooh, ooh. Uh, playing <laughs> Sam is directed by a friend of a friend named Ramon Pasante. His Film is actually in the festival. I got a little shout out at the end of the film because I did some of their cast photos at the makeup work. So yeah, but this film, the They Clone Tyrone, is actually pre- premiering at the film festival, and it'll be out on Netflix July twenty first. That I'm excited about is a satirical sci fi film. Can't wait to see it, and it's like a mystery. Oh, I'm so excited. And, you know, we're all, like, sending Jamie Foxx lots of love since we don't really know what's going on with him and we don't really want to speculate because I I always feel like it just gives, it puts too much negative energy out and I don't want to do that. So I just want to say I hope you get better soon and I hope this movie is a monster smash hit for you, sir. We'll be watching. Sure will. (laughs) All right, last one for you. All right, Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer? Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer starring Cillian Murphy, Emily Blunt, Robert Downey Jr., and many, many more. It comes out July 1st. And this is based on the very first nuclear bomb, is it not? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So Christopher Nolan can't do no wrong in my eyes. I've been wanting to rewatch Dunkirk recently again. Mm, that was good. Yeah, I remember just being on the edge of my seat with my dad. I was like, Dad, oh my gosh, there's so much going on. (laughs) But I'm excited. Uh, We get to see in the trailer, there's some moments where it's in color, and then in some moments it's in black and white. So I'm like, okay, I'm curious about this film. And I just wonder wonder how truthful we're going to be about the Manhattan Project. Yeah. The way we learned about it in history class and what it really was, I wonder how truthful we're going to be. Not in a way of exposing things, but because this is a drama, uh, a drama. So, you know, true stories always have things where they take liberties for entertainment purposes. So I wonder how much it's going to be like, oh, that was for entertainment purposes, or we're going to see something that's absolutely insane. And they're going to be like, no, but that really happened. <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's, that's where my brain is. Yeah, I'm you, you, about this one. you know how films like to say based on a true story, it's like, eh, well, how true are you telling it? And how true was it to begin with? So I, eh. Well, it's frustrating. So you got to take certain things with a grain of salt. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. But I'm excited for this cast. It's a big cast. I it love is. Florence Pugh. I'm excited to see what she's going to do in the film in particular. And they're releasing it in what, like IMAX 70mm? Oh, okay. So, hmm. I thought there was just IMAX. <laughs> no. So IMAX 70mm is, it says that, um, 
it runs through the projector horizontally. The technique produces an area that is about 8.3 larger than the 3.5 mm format. It's huge. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, they're releasing mm. it in that format in certain theaters throughout the country. I just I don't I don't understand. And there was a joke on the internet because you know you can see who bought what seats where and there's somebody who literally brought the first seat in the first row in the middle. Already. <laughs> and somebody said, "Who is the madman who bought this seat when there were more seats left? What are they going to do when the bomb actually goes off? For you to be that close to the screen when the bomb goes off, like it's going to burn your pupils out." I don't know. <laughs> so I, I, that's a good one. So Oppenheimer mm. is a very good one uh, for us to, I guess, sort of end on mm-hmm. for today. There are more movies that are coming out. There's the Teenage Mutant, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, Mutant Mayhem. That's an animated film. Gran Turismo, which they've been really pushing, has pretty much been the trailer in front of every movie that I've seen. Yes. Um, <laughs> Shortcomings, which is another um comedy it's a directorial debut of the guy who used to be in fresh off the boat randall park i was supposed to go see that before it came out and i never went to the thing so that that's what happens when you're lazy um <laughs> i like they were like you can come see this for free and i just didn't go also theater camp with ben platt it is a mockumentary style comedy about a failing theater camp in new york Ben Platt is the guy who was in, um, I'm trying to think, because you didn't, you don't really do a lot of plays, right? I know I made you watch the Tonys, but. The Tonys were fun, actually. Yeah, they, I really love the Tonys. You know, I love theater in general. Mm-hmm. But ben, I know that Ben Platt is a, technically a huge Broadway star, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. he okay. did Dare Evan Hansen. And the show that he's actually in right now won for Best Revival, which I thought was interesting. I was um, surprised they had that category to begin with because I was but, like, oh, you guys give an award for that too? Oh, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Because <laughs> there are plays that came out like an August Wilson play or just things that came out years ago that come back. Something like, what's one um, that you would know? Little Shop of Horrors, right? Mm-hmm. We know Little Shop of Horrors came out when Howard Ashman was here in the 80s. So when they bring it back, it's it's a revival, so it shouldn't be in the same category as like a new musical. So it's best revival. Uh, so that that was good. Also, I the one thing about the Tonys that I think it's worth us mentioning because it's Pride Month. Um, Alex is is their name, and the show Shucked. They won. They're the first person to win um, a Tony that are non gender conforming. Alex Newell. I think because you watched it, right? Do you remember that one? Yes, I just remember names, so please forgive me. <laughs> so Alex is, um, they are black. And it was, because it's a musical during the Tonys, everyone who's nominated for best song in a musical gets to perform. Uh, everyone who's nominated for best musical gets to perform an act from the show. Those are the musical numbers that you see during the show. Mm-hmm. And so remember the one about corn. Yes. Can I be honest with you? When mm-hmm. <laughs> So, you know, what? I'll let you finish and then I'll say something. Go ahead. No, the one about corn, that is Alex Newell and Alex won, I think, the very first, um, yeah, very first non-gender conforming person to win a, a Tony. I One thing that I thought was really nice was how, well, it kind of makes sense, too, because it's theater, too, and very just, you know, LGBTQIA friendly. I love how during the speeches, or even when they were presenting awards, they made it very, you know, clear and warm and inviting about like Happy Pride Month and, you know, to everyone that's growing up feeling this way, don't feel bad and things like that. It was really nice. And then also uh, the writer's strike, they talked about it throughout the whole ceremony, obviously. Mm-hmm. And Ariana DeBoss, DeBoss, DeBoss? I don't know. We always mess her name up. Ariana, we <laughs> love you though. <laughs> I, I was impressed with her. I think she handled it really well. I thought we would see more of her as the hostess. Mm-mm. No, yeah, we just see very little of her, but I applaud her for handling the show as best as she did. There was so. less of her this year than the host normally has. This is her second year hosting. Mm. Normally, just like other awards shows, there are bits, you know, that they come on, they do songs. Like that thing that she did that went viral, Angela Bassett did the thing. Yeah, did the thing. <laughs> Somebody wrote that. Without the writers, there were less 
jokes and less bits that they could do. So they leaned more heavily on the fact that Ariana can dance. Mm -hmm. um, And the fact that you can just play live music and have someone dance. So she literally leaped off of a flight of stairs. That was scary when she (laughs) did that. I was like, (gasps) Mm-hmm. And this is the first time that they haven't had it downtown. This time they had it uptown in Washington Heights, which is a big deal. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Normally right. it's downtown. This is it's in it was in Washington Heights, which everyone knows from, you know, in the Heights. So you're our New York insider, so you yeah. definitely know this. <laughs> so, but I did like that they did that. They leaned more on the mm-hmm. on the fact that she can dance because honestly, she could carry. She's another person mm-hmm. who's from the original Broadway cast of Hamilton. I love too how, because <laughs> she said her notes were blurry on her wrist, and she said, yeah. "Please make a big round of applause for whoever comes out next." Yeah, She's yeah, like, that was hilarious. <laughs> She's like, "Hey, whoever comes out, that's who we're gonna clap yeah. for because mm-hmm. this is what it is right now." But yeah, mm-hmm. that was, I guess, our little Tony's wrap up, guys. Thanks for staying with us. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, we talked about everything today. Those are the summer movies that we're excited about. Those are the Tonys, uh, things that happened during the Tonys that we enjoyed. I actually go see a lot of Broadway plays. Just recently saw the Britney Spears one. It was oh, amazing. there's a Britney Spears play. Yep. It's basically oh. Cinderella is having a crisis. She wants to really know what her life is about. Kind of like Barbie in Existential Crisis. Like, what's going on here? Why do I, why, oh. why is this my life? But she's doing all that to Britney Spears' greatest hits. Oh, interesting. Okay. It's really good. It's really, really good. I suggest everyone go see that. I might make, um, I might do a little review on it, but we'll see. But yeah. I wonder what Oops, I Did It Again looks like in a Cinderella-themed play. Interesting. Okay. I, 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 I don't want to tell you, but where they put it, oh, chef's kiss. It's oh. perfect. It's okay. perfect. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. You so. know which um, play surprised me too, kind of adding to what you're saying, the O Juliet. Oh no, excuse me, Anne Juliet, right? Is that what it's called? Yes, Anne Juliet, which is another one that uses a lot of pop songs. Yeah, and I, I was like, that oh, this Juliet is a list. thing. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. I go see that one. That one seems really fun. That one seems good. I should see Shucked this week, late, later, well, next week more so. Uh, but yeah. Wait, how much are tickets? Obviously, it's different for per show, right? But mm-hmm. like, how expensive are they? It depends on where you want to sit. I always tell people that. If you want to sit really oh. close, if you want to sit far away, and also depending on the show. I saw Fat Ham, which Fat Ham is a new musical that came out this season. It's based off of, is it Macbeth? No, not Macbeth. Um, I saw that one all the way in the back for like 50 bucks. Oh, okay. Why do I keep thinking it's got to be over a hundred bucks? Okay. It depends on where you want to sit. Mm, all right. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. I would love to see Wicked, like, because I know I, I keep saying that, but like, just because I'm curious and just based on what you've said and just what the world has said throughout these last couple of years and just pictures and videos that I've seen, I'm like, this seems like a really good show to watch. Yeah, I would really love to see it. Yeah. Fat Ham is about Hamlet. Sorry. It's so basically they they took Hamlet, but they made it it's an all black cast and they basically are at a backyard barbecue. Oh, okay. And it's Hamlet. <laughs> it's Hamlet, but it's, okay. it's amazing. So <laughs> yeah. So, and I saw that, like I said, really in kind of in the back 60 something bucks, $64. I think I paid. Um, oh, not bad. I think I also paid maybe like 60 bucks to see the Britney Spears one, but I saw that one during previews. Um, shucked, I'm probably going to end up paying like 100 bucks. It all depends on what you want to see, where you want to sit, how, if the show is ending. So right now, Sweeney Todd, uh, what's his name that everyone loves, who sings um, the song from the Disney nighttime fireworks show, Jordan Fisher. He's in Sweeney Todd right now. It's his last two weeks. Oh, okay. So the tickets are like $300. You know what's funny? I remember when they started performing the Sweeney Todd number during the Tonys. I was like, finally, a play I know. <laughs> yeah. That's another revival. So yeah, I was so happy when they were started singing. I was like, okay, cool. I, I, I know, I've seen the movie. Like, I, I know this. I know some of the lyrics. So I liked it. Mm-hmm. Sweeney Todd. Yeah, I, love <laughs> so I've seen, I saw that one God, years ago. I saw that one in high school for 
for a theater. Like they were like, you need to go see a play and then write a, a write a paper about it. Oh, so oh, okay. But now we've actually been waxing and waning for entirely too long. We need to end our show. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we talked a lot this time, but I guess you're here to hear us talk. If there's any shows that you want me to go see on Broadway, if I can afford it, go ahead and send it to us on the social media. If you want to leave a voicemail, Rudy will drop that link periodically also on the social media. We are on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter as The Fantastic Grotto. Our email is thefantasticgrotto at gmail.com. So clearly, we try and keep it the same across all of the board. We are now officially on Apple Podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) So guys, that's it for the show today. Anything else from you today, Rudy? Uh, We celebrated our one month anniversary since we started the podcast. Yeah, we Oh my gosh, one month. Oh my gosh. We thank the five of you that keep listening. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We love you. Thank you so much, guys. We're having a good time. So we'll be here for a while. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much. Like I always say, if time or money is something that you cannot get paid back here at the Grotto. So we appreciate you spending time here with us. Everyone have the best day possible. Bye-bye.